Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I just counted them up. Wednesday, I made a two-hour video giving you 33 reasons why you should come to the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade. Thirty years ago, God began giving me prophecies saying that one day He's going to use me to win thousands upon thousands of souls to His kingdom, including an audible voice, a vision, a dream, six prophetic words, 33 in all, and I believe that I have been directed to organize a meeting to release sevenfold miracles. We're asking those who believe in the warning given to Dimitri Dudeman that America is the mystery Babylon, willing to sow a key of David's seed, commit to a three-day consecutive fast, and believe in the end times to come to this crusade. During this crusade, we're asking people to walk the steps of Moses by observing Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, which is April 19 to 22. We believe that once we have fasted, sown the key of David, and opened the doors and followed the steps of Moses, God is going to release the sevenfold miracles like no person or angel in human history has ever seen. If you want to attend, register at sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. There are only 500 seats available. We expect to have several thousand wanting to come. That's sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Register while there are still seats available. sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. If you've been listening to the Prophecy Club for a while, you've probably heard me quote some amazing prophecies, and you probably thought, man, I'd like to have a copy of those prophecies. I put together my selection of the most quoted speakers we've had at the Prophecy Club, and by getting this offer, you will have the most important information from 25 years, 160 guest speakers that have made 330 DVDs, in my opinion. It's called Stan's Quote Material. The first one is The Storm Judgment Revival. You've heard me say Shane Warren many times. Revelations for the Midnight Hour, Maurice Scalar. I Saw the Dollar Dead, Daniel Davis. The End of Times, Augusto Perez. Will You Survive America's Fall, Doug Metzger. Catastrophe Meteor Tsunami Earthquake, Ephraim Rodriguez. Meteor Destruction of America by me. And the most important one, Wake Up America by Dimitri Dudeman, and a book called Prophecies of the Fall of America. That's nine DVDs, one book, valued $280 for a gift of just $75. That's right, $280 worth of material, nine DVDs in a book for $75. And it's called Stan's Quote Material. You get it at prophecyclub.com. Stan's Quote material. I would even say Stan's favorite quote material. You want the best information? You get this offer. Stan's quote material. Nine DVDs and a book. $280 value for $75. Prophecyclub.com. Today we're going to listen to Revelations for the Midnight Hour by Maurice Scalar. This first vision that God uh, gave me, it had four parts to it, and this is the first part. I call it the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I was out in space and I saw the beautiful blue planet. It was so, so awesome. It's so glorious. It, our planet, for the glory of God, covers the earth <laughs> as the waters cover the sea. It's so beautiful. And I was just in awe. And then I heard the Lord say, watch. And he was standing. Somehow we were suspended looking at, at the earth. And he said, watch. And as I watched, I began to see these small hexagon neon lights begin to form. First over Europe, then it came and 
came to the west coast of America, then it went through America, and then quickly it covered the earth, and they looked like neon lights, and they were in hexagon shapes about a hundred miles wide or so, approximately. And when this thing was completed, it looked like a geodesic dome. Have you ever seen the, the globe at the Epcot Center? It looked like that, except it was clear, and you could see the earth under it. And I was kind of troubled when I saw it. In 1985, I was a graduate student in music in Houston at that time. I had, then I was at Juilliard shortly after, but I had come down to work with my teacher. The Internet was in its infancy at that time. I had no way of understanding this. But the Lord said to me, there's coming an electronic web that will cover the earth. And this web will unite everyone globally. And for a while, it'll seem like a wonderful thing, a boon. It, it will bring tremendous uh, prosperity. It will bring unity. It will, it will seem like such a good thing. And then he said, but watch. So I watched. And I began to see like a brackish kind of green, like a pond color, you know, smoke. And it began to come up and fill each of these little hexagons. And it started in the same order. It started in Central Europe, and then it quickly spread, and then it immediately came to America, same order, and then suddenly the whole earth looked like the bottom of a pond. And I couldn't see the earth anymore. It was just this, this brackish color. And then I heard the Lord say again, watch. As I watched, then I saw those same, in the same order, suddenly they just went black. Black, 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 until finally the whole planet was in darkness. But it wasn't just darkness. It was, it says deep darkness. I mean, it, it was so black, the space looked bright. It was, it was a spiritual darkness. It, I had this sick feeling in my stomach. Then I heard the screams of millions of lost souls. I heard them screaming and crying out to God. And I knew, I knew that somehow it was too late. Something had happened. Something would happen. I didn't know what it was exactly, but I was very troubled. And then I heard the Lord say to me, this is the fullness of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. This is what Adam chose in the garden of Eden instead of union with me. The vision ended right after that. I just felt such an urgency we must work while it is still day, for the darkness come. The time will come when it, it's no longer, Yeshua said, it's no longer possible to work. I believe right now we're beginning to see these hexagons go opaque. In other words, they're cut off from, from God. This, this surveillance, this web is truly a web. And it's now influencing every aspect of our lives. And it is still a good thing. Why? Because God's grace is still we're still, we're here and God's grace. In the book of Daniel, the last chapter, it says that a primary sign of the end times is that knowledge would increase exponentially. And the one thing that characterizes this generation among many others is that knowledge, the knowledge of man, the accumulated knowledge of man is now instantly accessible and it's doubling, it's increasing exponentially. That's that tree with all of its branches that has stretched itself out all the way from the Garden of Eden when Adam chose knowledge instead of union in the tree of life. And then the Lord showed me in a panoramic way, 
and he just spoke to me, really, but it kind of downloaded in my heart, and I saw this. And what's so ironic about this is at the time, I was a real faith word person, you know. I came into my Jewish heritage backwards. I, I didn't, I was secular, and I didn't know anything about God. I got saved, and I was heavily influenced by some of the great faith teaching that came, and particularly the uh, the early 80s and so that was my orientation and so and this particular meeting was very positive everything was positive positive and so this really i thought what did i eat the wrong pizza what's going on i was staying at a days in motel this happened while i was over a period of about 3 days it was a prophetic experience and it marked my life in such a way that it put a fire in me the next thing i saw was a vision of, I almost have to go back and experience it again, because as soon as I, 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 it's like I'm there. I felt like I was on a low-flying jet, fighter jet, or I was on a, actually on a missile or something, and I was shooting, I was about several hundred feet from the ground, and I was just, God gave me a panoramic sweep of the United States of America. It was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. It was, see the shining sea, it was, it was majestic. It was God's grace all over. I mean, such beauty, you know. I, I started on the East Coast, and it's like the Lord just showed me. I went to the West Coast. I went up into Alaska, Hawaii, everything. And it was like in about a minute's time, I felt like I had seen the glory of God over the United States of America. It was so beautiful. But then I heard the Lord say again, watch, look, behold, is the old English, but look. And then I was just kind of over, it was like I was looking over America and I could see it and I wasn't moving as fast. And I saw what looked like fire, fires just hit different cities, just boom, like a fire, like a, like a flare. It just went, it began to, and first it was just in a few places, but rapidly it began to, you know, I saw lines of it was very much like that early 80s and of course I <laughs> at that time it was like that missile arcade game a missile command I think it was called it was a Atari game many many years ago but but it was it was this uh, tremendous uh, I, I saw I knew these were missiles and they were hitting and exploding all over the United States and even into Canada it was North America and then there were bigger and bigger explosions and then I just saw giant mushroom clouds. Just, and I knew then, I knew then that that was a nuclear. That was what I was seeing, was nuclear explosions. And then for some time, all I saw was, was just smoke, was just smoke. And then I looked after the smoke cleared, and the entire USA was burnt and charred. It was in ruins from one end to the other. There was total devastation. I mean, twisted metal, it looked worse than Planet of the Apes. I mean, it looked awful. I mean, it was just, there was nothing there. It, it was just gone. You know, like I said, I thought I ate the wrong kind of pizza or something. I, something's wrong with me. After all, I should believe Hagen 23, 11, you know, 20, you know, all this, you know, prosperity and all this. And here I am having these visions of this and then the Lord said this to me this is the end of all nations that forsake me for the idols of Babylon you see Babylon in the Bible and I studied this after because I didn't understand it fully it took me quite a few years before I understood but Babylon it is symbolic or really it is the spirit 
that is man shaking his fist at God. I, I did it my way, you know, <laughs> like, like that man sang. And then the Lord showed me, and then he told me, he said, there are six Babylons in the Bible. And you have to discern when you're reading the scriptures, which Babylon, sometimes it's a combination, but which of these Babylons he's talking about, because he refers to all of them. The first three are literal, historic Babylon. There's the Tower of Babel in the Bible, where they built a tower that reached to heaven. Some believe it was a, an astrology type of thing to worship the heavens. Very likely it was. And that was the very first organized rebellion, governmental, against God. Let us build in the plain of Shinar with brick and mortar, you know. And then the scriptures also talk about another Babylon, which is the kingdom of Nebuchadnezzar. That was the actual kingdom that he ruled over, which is modern-day Iraq and Persia or Iran and a number of other neighboring, in the Middle East, basically that same area that is so volatile. The third Babylon is the geographic region where his kingdom was. And all of these Babylons, the scriptures say, will be destroyed by fire. Everybody say, by fire. By fire. By fire. They will be destroyed by fire. So Babel was destroyed. Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom was destroyed. But we haven't seen yet the prophecies fulfilled even that it says it will be uninhabitable. That is soon to come, I believe. The, we're, we're going to see some devastating wars come in the Middle East. I mean, it's only God's grace has withheld it as the first war from, for as long as he has. Because it says the farmer waits with long patience for the precious fruit of the earth. He's reaching out with the gospel. Don't ever forget millions are being saved right now. God is sweeping through. There is a last call. And our prayers as the bride hold back the darkness. Oh, one more day to reach the perishing. So those are the three literal historic Babylons. And then there's three prophetic end time Babylons. And those three are global. They are worldwide. Uh, the first is uh, talks about a global economic system that will ensnare man. We are now well into that system. It really, about a hundred years ago, a lot of the underpinnings of the liberty of America economically were already being robbed, and some even from the foundation of America, the demonic system. The enemy has tried to put this in place, but again, if we learn how to pray, if my people called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven. I will heal the land. So some of this has been held back, but now the time, the time is, there is, time is running out, basically. So this Babylon, this economic Babylon is rising up before us. We see it. And again, it's all connected with that web, that, uh, that electronic web, the tree of knowledge that has, filled the earth and it's it'll be like a trap yeshua said that the this day will come as a trap or a thief in the night or something that where everyone is saying peace and safety then sudden destruction comes upon them but ye brethren are not in darkness that that day should take you satan isn't hiding this anymore it's very clear the fifth babylon is called mystery babylon in revelation chapter 17 it's a global religious system of deception and idolatry. 
It's the Kool-Aid that the whole world drinks. Or more accurately, it's the wine that the nations are drunk on. There's a wine of Babylon. The wine of Babylon is the wine of idolatry. One of the prophets says the nations will be drunk and staggering around. In other words, not in their right mind. God says, I will send them, Paul wrote, strong delusion that they would believe the lie. The lie. What is the lie? The lie was sown. The lie was sown in the Garden of Eden. You shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. That's the lie. Everything comes seed, time, harvest. There's the righteous seed, and then there's, then there's the wheat, there's the tares. It's all through the scriptures. All right. So this is a religious system that, you know, we are the world, we are one, and we are, there's many paths to God, and, and you like vanilla, I like chocolate, and let's just all live together in harmony. That is the religion of the public sector, of the Western world. It also is headed up. It's also a mixture. That's another meaning of Babylon. It's mixing. Satan's always trying to mix the truth with lies. He's always trying to, to mix the seed. He's always trying to do that. This is that spiritual system called Mystery Babylon. And the picture of it is of a woman drunk on the, the martyrs and it's the, the harlot, the harlot, the whore. Because why? Because idolatry and whoredom are directly connected. In fact, whenever you see false doctrine, error, particularly if it's mixed with, with the Bible, Christian so-called, you know, or even in the Jewish realm, there's some, some error, you know, the different things. That mixture is a result of Satan trying to mingle the seed and deceive man. But it said it will, it will become so bad in the last days, Yeshua said, Beware that no one deceive you, Luke 21. Many will come in my name, saying, I am Christ, or I am Messiah. I asked God, what, what does that mean? And he said to me, it means not... It, there, there have been about 40 Jew, Jews that stood up and said, I'm God, you know, false Messiah. They're in history, other than Yeshua. There's, there have, that literally was fulfilled. But it means more than that. It means they stand up in the last days and they say, I'm anointed with the true message of the gospel. And so it's a false gospel. It's a counterfeit. Now, what is a counterfeit? A counterfeit, think of a counterfeit $100 bill for a moment. I mean, a good one. It's so hard to tell. They got to look in the light. They got to feel it. They got to smell it. They got to put a marker on it. And we're not sure. It's so close. Yeshua said it would get so the delusion, the deception would get so strong that if God didn't shorten the days, even the elect wouldn't be saved. So this is serious. It's serious deception. Now, now let me tell you about deception. Nobody that's deceived thinks they're deceived. They're, they know they're right and everybody else is wrong. Isn't that so? I mean, you just talk to, to anybody and they're right and everybody else is wrong. The only way, the only antidote for deception I believe the primary antidote is we have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the languages of tongues, Jude said. It's the only antidote for deception. It, read it. it. Build yourself up in your... So that is, you know what? I'm a tongue talker. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm a Jewish tongue talker. New creation, you know, I mean, I'm just... I tell people I believe the whole Bible, every part of it. I mean, I believe the, the fly leaf. I believe every... I, I mean, I, 
But, but you see, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. It says when the nations refuse the truth, God will send them strong delusion. Now, he doesn't directly send it, but he allows it. He, strong delusion is the lie, and it'll, it'll go into the realm of mind control, and it's very, honey, uh, honey, <laughs> I talked to my wife all the time, saying, dearly beloved, <laughs> there, I got myself out of that one. <laughs> yeah, keep yourselves from idols, John said. You have to spend time with God. We have so much to cover, I'm going to do my best. So the sixth Babylon is, this. now this is really interesting, and I would never know this without God revealing it. I confirmed all this by study. I urge you to study and see this. The sixth Babylon is the end time nations and geographic regions, including the islands of the sea, where the world's elite have hoarded their riches. It's places like beautiful places. Yeah, many, many beautiful places that are havens of wealth. And now, for the first time, we hear of People buy islands. They just buy them. And if you check out the islands of the sea, it's a part of this Babylon. God judges the islands of the sea. These geographic regions, when they surrender to this system, then God calls them Babylon. But the time comes when God must judge the nations. The time has run out. This is right now the end of the age of grace and the beginning of the messianic kingdom. There is something that the Lord showed me that, that actually shocked me. I was in that Days Inn Motel. I was uh, reading Revelation 18, and I saw something. I saw an end-time city was called Babylon. In fact, it was called Babylon the Great. And there's five points about this city, Babylon the Great. It's very clear. It is a city. It is the center of world trade. Every fine and good thing is bought and sold there. It is the center of world finance. It is the center of arts and music. It is a port city, and it contains a large population of Jewish people because it says, come out of her, my people. So the Lord said, what city qualifies for that? And I said, well, I could only think of one, and that was New York City. Now, however, I won't preach that as, as, as you know, doctrine or infallible, but I see it very unlikely that a city will suddenly rise up in Iraq or somewhere that has all those characteristics. So uh, that's an interesting thing to see law, you know, pause and think about that. So unless some other city suddenly rises up to take its place, that is, that, that will most likely be the city because right now it's the center of all those things that fits all of those qual qualifications. Okay, <laughs> that took me longer than I planned on, I know. I want to talk to you about the next part of this vision. I had a vision, a panoramic. Again, all of these were panoramic. It was a sweep through history. And I, it started with Elijah. And the Lord said, I want to show you what the mantle of Elijah is. So I, I said, yes, sir, you know, okay. So I saw the ministry of Elijah and his miracles kind of in a panoramic sweep. This whole vision was kind of like that. And then I saw Elisha take, take it receive it, and double miracles. And then I went forward in history and the Lord showed me that this mantle actually stayed, or the supernatural ministry mantles. There are many of them. The Lord called it Elijah, the ministry of Elijah. And in the Jewish people, in the history, Elijah 
represents the, the height of the miraculous and the prophetic, because he was. Then I saw some great rabbis and Jewish leaders in biblical history, like Ezra and many of the prophets. Then the Lord showed me John the Baptist. I even saw, I saw one on the Mac, one of the Maccabees, you know, in, in the time of, this thing just kept passing on. I saw the miracle mantle given to Yeshua when he came, to, given to Jesus when he was baptized by John. I saw then that same multiplied mantle on a number of the church fathers in the early church, the apostles, you know, different people, saints and holy men of the first hundred thousand years of the church. There was many miracles. In fact, they tried to show that in the mosaics and the paintings by putting a a halo around their head, you know. It was the power of God, the supernatural. St. Patrick or Francis of Assisi. or These were great men, some of them, and, and they did great things for God. And then I saw the restoration of the what we call the Protestant Reformation. I saw it start again, and it looked again like fires. It looked fires, fires that were, were lit first in Italy, then Spain, then France, then England, and then Eastern Europe. And some of these great, uh, you can see the pictures of some of these great men that were reformers and revivalists. There was Luther in Germany. I saw the Reformation light up that whole country and spread through Europe, just bright, bright, brightly lit. Many were saved. And then it was carried by the Moravians and others to many uh, nations. And then I saw America lit with revival fire. I saw the first awakening with Jonathan Edwards, and I saw the, and I've read about it in history, and then the second awakening, well, actually, George Whitfield was part of the first, I think, but there were a number of, you know, John Wesley was a great man that carried a tremendous mantle. I saw America lit and burning brightly. I'm going to interrupt the broadcast right there. Thirty years ago, God began to give me prophecies saying that one day he was going to use me to win thousands upon thousands of souls to his kingdom, including an audible voice, a vision, a dream, and six prophetic words. I believe that I've been directed to organize a meeting to release sevenfold miracles. We're asking those who believe in the warning given to Dimitri that America is the mystery Babylon, willing to sow a key of David's seed, willing to commit to a three-day consecutive fast, and believe we are in the last days to come to this crusade. During this crusade, we're asking people to walk the steps of Moses by observing Passover, Unleavened Bread, and First Fruits, which is April 19 through 22. We believe that once we have fasted, sown the key of David, opened the doors, and followed the steps of Moses, God is going to release the sevenfold miracles like no person or angel in history has ever seen. If you want to attend, register at sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. There are only 500 seats available. We expect to have several thousand wanting to come. That's sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Register while there are still seats available. sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. I just posted a 16-page newsletter, our largest and most important newsletter in 25 years. It gives you in writing all the prophecies, dreams, visions, and audible voices I've received over the last 30 years telling me to organize this sevenfold miracle crusade. It'll put you in tears. Frankly, it'll put you in tears. You can download it for free at prophecyclub.com. Prophecyclub.com. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation just as a simple project. Surprisingly, I began to receive information on 30 revelations and two visions beyond what is found in the Bible. 
God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation and Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Topics are Jesus returns on what feast? The secret of the feasts. Who are the two witnesses? What is the morning star? The judgment seat explained. The great white throne explained. The nations explained. What is the shout? And the parables explained. Seals, trumpets, and vials go in what water? Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh, new, accurate perspective. I don't want you to get one book for $20. I want you to get five books for $30 or 10 for $55. It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Available at prophecyclub.com. The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. One for 20 No, 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 don't do that. You want to get five for 30 or the best deal, 10 for 55 prophecyclub.com.